Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Adam Paulson and today I'll be talking to you about the basics of DNA ligation, along with some handy hints on optimizing your DNA ligation reactions. Understanding the basic and simple chemistry behind the most commonly used molecular biology techniques in the lab won't just enhance your understanding of the science, it'll also help you to get better results. DNA ligase is the enzyme at the heart of the DNA ligation reaction. Put simply, DNA ligase sticks two bits of DNA together. Or to be more scientific about it, DNA ligase covalently joins the phosphate backbone of DNA with blunt or compatible cohesive ends. There's a link to an article on compatible cohesive ends and a figure that nicely demonstrates the differences between cohesive and blunt ends in the published version of this article. Check out the episode description for all the details. In living organisms, DNA ligases are important enzymes with key roles in DNA replication and repair, specifically in repairing double-strand breaks in DNA molecules. DNA ligation is performed for both cloning and non-cloning applications in the lab. One example of the uses of DNA ligation for non-cloning applications includes the construction of next-generation sequencing libraries. These processes use DNA ligase to connect specialized adapters to both ends of DNA fragments to allow for subsequent sequencing. For cloning applications, DNA ligase is commonly used for the insertion of restriction enzyme-generated DNA fragments into vector backbones. Commercial ligases are supplied with a reaction buffer containing ATP and magnesium, both of which are essential for ligase activity. The DNA ligation reaction itself has two basic steps. First, the DNA ends have to collide by chance and stay together long enough for the ligase to join them. The second step is the enzymatic reaction, which is shown schematically in Figure 2 in the published version of this article. DNA ligase catalyzes the joining of the 3' hydroxy group to the 5' phosphate group via a two-step mechanism. First, the AMP nucleotide, which is attached to a lysine residue in the enzyme's active site, is transferred to the 5' phosphate. Then, the AMP phosphate bond is attacked by a 3' hydroxy, forming the covalent bond and releasing AMP. To allow the enzyme to carry out further reactions, ATP must replenish the AMP in the enzyme's active site. DNA ligations can be frustrating. Sometimes they fail to work for no obvious reasons. Our top six DNA ligation tips should improve the efficiency of your ligations and will hopefully increase the cloning success rate. So here we go. Tip one, lower the temperature. The second part of the DNA ligation reaction is the most inefficient part of the reaction, but it is easier at low temperatures. Why? Well, as you will probably know, all molecules move faster at higher temperatures, so you can imagine that it's going to be easier for two DNA ends to collide and stay together if they are gently floating through the solution at lower temperature rather than whizzing about as they would at higher temperatures. There is an additional reason for cohesive ends. Lower temperatures stabilize the hydrogen bonding between the complementary nucleotides, which really helps to keep things in place. The DNA ligase enzyme has optimal activity at 25 degrees C. So the ligation reaction is carried out at a temperature that is a trade-off between the optimal temperatures for bringing the DNA ends together at 1 degrees C and the enzymatic reaction at 25 degrees C. Normally, one hour at 16 degrees C is fine, 
But since bringing the DNA ends together is the least efficient part of the reaction, favoring this by lowering the temperature to 4 degrees C can give even greater efficiency. However, the enzyme will work very slowly at this temperature, so a long, for example overnight, incubation time is required. Tip 2. Aliquot the ligase buffer. The ATP in the ligase buffer is essential for the DNA ligation reaction, but can be broken down by repeated freeze-thaw cycles. To avoid this, aliquot the ligase buffer from each new stock of DNA ligase. Make the aliquot small enough for single use, for example 5 microliters, and make sure to completely defrost and mix well before you aliquot. Tip 3. Heat the DNA just before the ligation. When setting up a cohesive ended ligation, mix the vector and insert fragments first and heat to 65 degrees C for 5 minutes before adding the remaining reaction components. This heating step disrupts any vector-vector or insert-insert cohesive end interactions that may otherwise interfere with the desired vector-insert interaction, reducing ligation efficiency. Tip 4. Check the pH. The optimum pH range for DNA ligation is between 7.6 and 8. Depending on how the DNA fragments were prepared, the pH of your ligation mixture may lie outside this range. You can check the pH of your ligation mixture by pipetting approximately 0.2 microliters of the mix onto narrow range pH paper, for example between pH 6 and 8. If required, Adjust the pH using 0.2 microliter drops of 2 molar trisbase or 1 molar hydrochloric acid. Tip 5. Include polyethylene glycol in your reaction, abbreviated as PEG or PEG. As with any chemical reaction, the concentration of the reaction components can greatly influence the speed of the ligation reaction. PEG is a hydrophobic molecule that takes up space in the reaction effectively increasing the concentration of the aqueous reaction components, for example DNA, ATP and ligase. Adding PEG, for example PEG 8000, to a 5-15% to final concentration may increase ligation efficiency. Bear in mind that PEG concentrations above 5% can reduce transformation efficiency. In addition, heat inactivation or extended incubation of ligation reactions containing PEG can also decrease transformation efficiency. Tip 6. Add a restriction enzyme just before transformation. This neat trick can be used to circumvent high background resulting from undigested vector. If the vector fragment removed during the preparative digest contains a unique restriction site, adding the respective restriction enzyme to the ligation reaction will selectively digest any intact vector, preventing it from being transformed. Adding 1 microliter of the enzyme 5 to 10 minutes prior to transformation should be sufficient. Hopefully we've shown you how optimal conditions for DNA ligation reactions are a delicate balance between DNA molecules interacting and the enzymatic ligation reaction. We hope this information and our top tips help you to achieve ligation success. Want to know more about DNA ligation? Discover why T4 DNA ligase is such a popular ligase and perhaps the only ligation enzyme you'll ever need. There's a link to an article on T4DNA ligase in the published version of this article. So that's it for the basics of DNA ligation. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your bench side.
Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.